Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And in today's episode, please mate, welcome back to the show, Phil Lay, the CEO of Retail Global. So Phil and I chatted last on the show way back in 2019 about Australia's big four marketplaces, which include obviously eBay, Amazon, Catch and Kogan. And we do talk about the big four today and where they're at after the pandemic and the effect that the pandemic had on e-commerce here in Australia, both for marketplaces, but also pure play e-commerce retailers like Love Honey and some others. Turns out that sex and booze did very well online in 2020. And of course, we also talk about the ways in which retailers pivoted fast into e-commerce just to stay alive and the seemingly entrenched impact that it's had on the way that Australians shop these days. Finally, we also, of course, talk about the upcoming Retail Global event on the 29th and 30th and 31st of March in 2021. Uh, So apologies to everybody that's listening in the future. Uh, And I'll be speaking there uh, a lot. Uh, I'll be holding the How to Grow Your Brand on Amazon Australia workshop with Regina Peterbergsky, women from Women on Amazon, and Kelly from Private Label Australia. Uh, And then I'm on a panel, which is uh, How to Grow and Expand Your Amazon Business by Opening Up on Additional Amazon Marketplaces. Uh, And then a solo session for about 30 to 35 minutes on how to optimize your Amazon listings and ranking for conversion success. Um, Throw in a couple of sessions inside the injection labs, uh, I'm going to be really busy. So feel free to book me for the injection labs too if you need some help with your Amazon business or if you're thinking about selling on Amazon here in Australia or internationally, uh, I'll be free. Now, of course, don't forget to join my Facebook group over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And I'm also still offering private coaching this year. So please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me or even a block of sessions. So make sure that you're heading in the right direction. I am so incredibly proud of my students over the last 18 months or so. And uh, some of them have been a lot more successful than I have. So I'm a little bit jelly. Anyway, let's get on with today's episode with Phil Leif, the CEO of Retail Global. another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast and today I am absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the show Phil Lay who is the head honcho, the CEO uh, of Retail Global here in Australia and globally. Phil, great to have you back on the show. How you been? It's so good to be back, Chris. Very well, thank you. Um, last time we spoke, we spoke about marketplaces in Australia. We talked about Amazon Australia, eBay, Kogan and Catch. That was a couple of years ago now, Phil. Um, where are those guys up to now? Well, they've had, like everybody in e-commerce, not, well, not everybody, but most have had a fantastic 12 months, uh, you know, with COVID. Mm. But look, Chris, marketplaces have been driving e-commerce for the past 20 years, um, since 2001, pretty much. And mm-hmm. I remember being in Las Vegas at a conference in 2010 and seeing the founder of uh, Channel Advisor, Scott Wingo, get up and do a presentation and show the last 10 years and then basically get on stage and say, the next 10 years are going to be driven 
by marketplaces globally, and he is being 100% right, and it continues. So marketplaces are driving growth globally and uh, a great way to get uh, new, new revenues. That's true. And Catch also got sold, didn't they, to, I think it was the West Farmers Group, just before the pandemic broke out thereabouts. I think it was August of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Gabby sold it and um, uh, he was very happy with the deal, but he was not so happy come (laughs) May, you know, May, June, when he realised that they'd got a 20 or 30% bump. So. Yeah, that, that felt like that West Farmers sort of did a bit of a, dare I say, Stephen Bradbury on that one, didn't they? Yeah. And, um, yeah, with the explosion there. But and if Gabby, if you're listening, mate, you've got a couple hundred million dollars. So what's, you know, what's a billion dollars between friends anyway? <laughs> okay. Um, and Amazon Australia actually had a boomer of a year because eBay don't actually publish their financial figures, but Amazon Australia, I think I was reading in the financial review, had gone from about, oh, I think it was 520-something million in 2019-20 or something like that. And then this, their last financial year, uh, at the end of 2020, we're sitting at around $1.2 billion in yeah. revenue. Yeah. $600 million of which has been estimated to have been generated by third-party sellers on Amazon Australia. So it's a uh, Which is grow. how much? Six hundred. It's normally about 50% globally. Mm. So they're great figures. They're um, great figures, aren't they? They're great figures. I mean, everyone sort of thought Amazon was going to freak out everything and change the world overnight. I never believed that. I thought it'd be great. But mm. their growth, I mean, you've gone 100% growth over 12 months. Yeah. Um, I'm a customer of Amazon, eBay, pretty much everybody. I test Same. all the time. The yeah. Amazon is finally getting its experience in terms of delivery down pat. Yep. And delivery is the key. This, yep. this idea you can, you can order, um, you know, on 5 o'clock or after at night and the next day it's at your, your house. That's the key to, to this whole puzzle. Let's put it this way, Phil. I Just to give you an anecdotal experience that I had with Amazon Australia, on just on the weekend, I ordered a car part for my car on the Saturday morning. I had a broken clock spring or something, right? So anyway, boring. But it got delivered to me on Saturday morning. Oh, sorry, on Sunday morning. Sunday morning by wow. Amazon. Like it was crazy how fast they were able to, to fulfill that item. So yeah, I was super impressed with that. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely Amazon Australia, and also opening up now. What have we got? Six, six FBA centres will be open by the end of this year. Yeah, a massive one being built up in Sydney that's fully robotic, but still hiring what fifteen hundred people to run it. So you know, yeah. so it's getting big. Look, um, it's funny. You know, you talk about that experience, and I think about the the experience against, against eBay now, and mm-hmm. the buy experience. So you buy on eBay, and it's not always clear how quick you're going to get it. You know, I no. bought some. I bought some uh, things there the other day uh, and it took six weeks because I didn't realize that the seller was in China um, and mm. communication was bad. The experience was horrible, you know. I'm not saying that eBay has a horrible experience across the board. It doesn't, especially if you know that, mm. e- you know, that, that signing up to their shipping uh, platform is mm. eBay now, yeah? That's e- right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to get a pretty good experience. But... The battle is in the delivery to the customer as quickly as possible. And they, and Amazon absolutely know that, and as I'm sure eBay do, but yep. they've got to be a bit clearer on the side of it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, on eBay, you often see, you know, AU seller splashed across images and listings where, you know, Australian sellers are actually trying to 
you know, sort of advertise the fact that they're shipping from Australia rather than, you know, and, and trying to have a competitive a, a advantage. consistent bone of contention over a 15-year period, you know, um, yeah. that, that, that sort of situation. Yeah, totally agree with you there. So, yeah, look, I think, um, you know, obviously that all the marketplaces have grown massively, but that sort of leads me on to thinking about the pure play e-commerce retailers. So they're not a marketplace, they're just doing, you know, sales on their own website. You've got your finger on the pulse a lot more than I do around those sort of you know, groups or those people, those businesses. Um, how did they do last year during the pandemic? Look, they they, they came on the right as well. I, mean, I think fashion, uh, disposable fashion suffered a bit mm-hmm. um, unless, they, unless they sort of pivoted. But they, they did pretty well because the traffic across the board was well up and mm. a lot of pure plays are well established. So, Who were the winners, Phil? Well, the winners in, in pandemic... Um, were you know lifestyle so home was mm-hmm. big couches, um, you know the bunning situation. People are fixing it. They're staring in their room. They're staring <laughs> at their houses. You know, stuck. You know, so especially in Victoria. Let me tell you, yeah, looking around, what can we fix? <laughs> we're going out of our minds. <laughs> we were. The other categories, um, sex sold really well. Um, ah. Love Honey and others who s- were selling sex toys like they've never seen before. Wow. Um, alcohol did very, very well. They mm-hmm. all boosted up like like never before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was driven by this new consumer, this new consumer who really were stuck in their way, who were forced online. And now they're in, they're in the, the system. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of them are going to stick. I think they will. I think there are a lot of habits formed last year, mainly because people were forced into online shopping, many were. And they just got into the habit of doing it, and you know, you do it once, and it's you know, it's, it's done. But if you yeah. do it consistently, it just becomes almost the the default thing to do. Okay, so let's circle back to the Amazon experience, and you talk about habit habit forming. So these new people have come on board, the ones that bought, and they got a delivery experience really quickly and a beautiful experience. Mm. It's 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 like getting a you know a like they get a serotonin hit from that. There's there's joy in coming home now or even when you were there, getting a knock from the postman and getting a parcel and forgetting what you ordered. Uh, so <laughs> they're getting right. into that sort of frame of mind, you know, where they're buying yeah. presents for themselves. And it can just be dishwashing liquid bought at the <laughs> right price. But it gives them that serotonin hit. They get that, oh, I've got, you know, all these dishwashing um, cubes at the best price from catch. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got 400 of them, which will last me a year, yes. but it's a serotonin hit and that's going to continue. That's true. We saw a lot of companies um, pivoting last year into e-commerce. Um, Stage Kings was one that crossed my radar sort of quite early on into the pandemic, actually. I mean, Stage Kings were basically an event stage building and prop building company. I mean, yep. probably still are. And, uh, and then they went on to develop a whole bunch of uh, modular furniture, so things that would click together that were very easy to assemble. You know, think IKEA, but much, much easier. You don't even need an instruction booklet, frankly. Um, so they're doing like desks and, 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 I don't know, chairs and album storage things. And, yeah, it was amazing what they got up to. Um, so I just wanted to probably just make that point less of a question. I don't know if you saw any others that were doing that well, sort just, of thing. Yeah, I think that's great what they did. They should be dead. They should be dead. Yep. But not only did they do that, they pivoted and they did some charity work as well. So I take my hat off to them. Mm. Um, but yeah, companies like that, you know, companies like us, we're a major events company. We mm. 
we we haven't done a show in 14 months. Our last show was in New York City on Broadway delivering the Vendors and Partnership Awards in January 2020. God. So by rights, you know, we should be gone. But um, like them, we pivoted and uh, went digital, did a bunch of other things, and uh, it changed the game, you know. Yeah, it did. And, but there was a lot of other things that you did last year as well to, to I guess, hang on. Would that be a fair... Well, yeah. I mean, we look, what I'm really proud about, you know, in March we launched the frontliners.com.au initiative and over about, you know, in the first six months, and we thought there was going to be incredible strain on hospitals, and at the start there was. Mm-hmm. There were some real bottlenecks. So we want to provide um, free gifts to all the frontline workers across the country. Um, we got to half of them. We got, there's, I think there's 330,000. We got to 150. 50,000, Remarkable. With uh, gift packs. We got our partners in to supply those gifts. We got, well, I think it was $1.5 million worth of Uber Eats, Uber Eats vouchers, $30 vouchers we sent down via email. And, um, you know, my team at the time, team of eight, did that, that. Um, as well as, you know, cancelling a conference, moving it, and then moving it again. Yeah. Um, um, quite incredible. Uh, and it wasn't a money-making exercise. It was, you know, driven out of need for what we thought the community needed. We wanted to show support to frontline workers. You're unbelievable, Phil. Um, you also launched Medicart too, right? Which was yeah, Medcart, Medcart, Medcart yeah, yep. Medcart.com.au, which is a marketplace for medical. We also at the time saw there was a bottleneck. There was no, there was a classified site. There was no central marketplace for all things medical, which could be B2B mm. and B2C, but really B2C too because we wanted consumers to get access to face masks and, and sanitizer all in one place. So now we've got around 40 sellers on there. I think there's about 1,100 SKUs. We're going to take it you know, over 100 sellers to you know, over 10,000 SKUs over, over this year. Mm. And that's exciting. It's great being yeah. back in the game, you know, um, as a marketplace now. So, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, look, at the same time, Amazon was actually throttling any new sellers that wanted to jump onto the platform. And I think eBay was the same. They were trying to sell N95 and any kind of PPE. So it made it impossible for Amazon really to be able to be in a position itself to be able to scale because they just wouldn't let any new third party sellers on there. In no. that category. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, uh, yeah, dubious type supply channels yep. as well. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a good reason for that. Obviously, I'm probably being a little bit unkind there. Let's move on to uh, what's happening this year at Retail Global uh, between the 30, sorry, the 29th and the 31st of March, and 10 short days. Yeah. Well, really, it's not listed on the website. It's it's the 28th because we kick off um, at the Star Casino with the Vendors in Partnership Awards on the Sunday night. Mm. Which is great. We 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 launched that as part of a national um, retail week in New York in January 2020, mm-hmm. as part of retail week and the big show. There's 38,000 retailers come to New York each year wow. during that time. Mm. So we were thrilled to get that off the off the ground there, and we've signed on for the next three years to deliver that and mm. open up New York fashion. Uh, uh, sorry, retail week. So mm. we're bringing. Um, um, Broadway to Broad Beach with the launch of uh, Vendors in Partnership Australia. 
Now, if you're a retailer or you know, you're a seller, why would you go to that when it's all celebrating vendors? Well, th- these are the guys that sell us the picks and shovels. These are the solution mm. providers. And um, you can actually cut out a lot of pain and hardship by going in and seeing who wins these awards, especially given the caliber of our judging panel mm. um, who, are, who are picking these winners. And uh, you, one thing I know about this business, you need great partnerships. So yeah, we do. kick off with that. And yep. then we've got, you know, Monday uh, with workshops in the morning with the uh, keynotes kicking off, I think around three o'clock. Then we've got welcome drinks on the Monday night. Uh, there's a few of you guys doing functions on that Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly, then, yeah. yeah, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we've got all day Tuesday with about seven streams of content. There's 150 speakers across those the next two days. And then we close off the show with with what we're really proud about is our gala charity dinner um, on the Wednesday night. So, but nice. it is a big program. I, I challenge any anyone in the world. I think we I think we are the biggest in the world in terms of um, the number of content streams mm. uh, and the number of speakers we have in the e-commerce field. Mm. Um, I haven't seen a bigger show. I mean, shop talking Las Vegas. I think there's fifteen thousand people go to that. They do not have the uh, the amount of retailers on stage we do. Um, they, you know, we we don't have a lot of vendors on stage. We have retailers sharing their stories from the biggest to the to to startup. So yeah, well, I've kindly been invited to speak at several parts of this show on the Monday morning. I'm doing the with Regina and and Callie. And we're doing the Amazon Australia or how to grow your brand on Amazon Australia workshop. Uh, unfortunately, because Amazon Australia had to pull out, uh, they weren't allowed to travel. Is that right? Yeah, it's one of the only internationals. They were really upset in the Australian office. They tried so hard um, because it was a blanket uh, ruling from Seattle. Right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're less affected in Australia, but um, unfortunately they couldn't get uh, the head office to uh, see the merit in, in, in changing that. Yeah, so they can't fly from Sydney like literally half an hour up to Brisbane. <laughs> they're devastated. But, yeah. you know, and we're going to miss them too. They're, they're such great partners, of, you know, wonderful people at Amazon. I should say Gold Coast, sorry. Brisbane, yeah. Sydney to Gold Coast. Um, yeah, and it's probably too long a distance to drive. I don't think I've ever driven that. It's- no, oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um yeah, so that's that's disappointing. But while the cat's away, then Regina, Kelly, and I will play. So we'll uh, we'll be telling it wink like it really is uh, selling on Amazon Australia, but also um, providing tons of useful tips and tricks about how to do everything from listing optimization to everything else in between. So um, really looking forward to that. And then on the Tuesday, I think I'm on a panel. I think there's a panel about how to expand internationally on Amazon. Yeah. That's so going to be pretty exciting there with Nathan, um, Nathan Archie from uh, Payoneer. Yeah. Uh, he's moderating that session. And then I've also got a advanced listing optimization on Amazon, which will be really fun. And um, and then also some injection labs. So I'm really busy. You've you put me to put me to work. Oh yeah, and I've, I've so you know, I think you're going to be doing a bit of a work in the injection lab, given that Amazon can't you know put on the on the coats this year and uh, and and do that that job. So <laughs> I need to get a pay. I need to go on Amazon's payroll. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. You've just reminded me. I've got to buy those injection lab pens. Okay. 
Oh yeah, they're the best. I've still got mine lying around here. I'm actually looking at it right now. Well, you might have to bring it up with you because I don't. I, I, <laughs> I normally get those. John Lawson normally brings those from America for me. So oh, they're really cool. They're in the shape of a syringe, which is um, very appropriate. Some so. people get offended with that whole concept of injection lab, but you know, really, re- I know it's a funny world we live in. Um, oh. I'm trying to inject knowledge into the head of the retailer. That's all we're trying to do. That's yeah, it. that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, we're getting close to the end here, Phil, because I know that you've got to get back to organising the event in a couple of short weeks. So um, where do we, let's wrap up with my final question, which is where do you think e-commerce is headed in 2021? Uh, it feels like 2001. There's a boom going on, um, of course, because of COVID, because of the disruption, um, which has led mm. to disruption. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, it's a magic place the, the plane um it will get more competitive uh we will see the bigger older companies who have been sitting on the fence start to make a move and they will gradually start getting knowledge but if you're in the if you're in there now mm. just go hard you know this is a beautiful time and make hay i mean the sun is yeah. shining cut that grass you know and and get the seeds and start sowing them again agreed yeah, I reckon it's a great way to, to wrap things up here. Can I also say one last thing was thank you very, very much for your generous Christmas gift this year, which was the sharpest knife in my knife set still. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't cut yourself opening. I got a message from uh, someone from Google who got it and they thought it was a good idea because they got a Christmas present to their home. It was all lovely wrapped. They'd give it to their three-year-old to open. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, let me just say to anybody listening, these are the sharpest, sharpest, sharpest of knives that you have. They are ever... the Japanese. You yep. just lose your finger in a minute. Yeah. Um, I've got a yep. discount code for you too. Don't forget that. Oh, that's right. Yes. That'd be that'd be awesome. Thank you. Uh, I've, I've emailed it too. Can you have a, open your email? <laughs> uh, yep. I've just got that here. Aha. So what's that? $100 off. Uh, T-A-S-R-G is a discount code. So what does that mean? What does it mean? Look, tickets this year because, you know, we had to, um, one, we want to make it accessible to as many people as possible. But 2019, a week out from the event, tickets would be $11.95. Yeah. They're they're $5.95 at the moment, and that'll get you $100 off to $4.95. We give you drinks, we give you food, we give you 150 speakers over that period. Um, with it, It's the best price ticket for the education benefits in the world. And I say that confidently because I go to the conferences. Mm. Well, I used to before they banned me from flying, but I went to them and they're normally around two and a half grand for the same sort of ticket price. So um don't balk at it yes i understand it's an investment in time um you also have to get up there you know accommodation is pretty cheap up there you can walk across there's heaps of hotels across the road you do that on purpose so you can walk to the venue Mm. um and then you know there's deals on for flights at the moment so take that opportunity it'll change your life that's why i got into this business because it changed my life when i was um, a seller on ebay back in the day um, I went to conferences, I met smart people, I listened, I took notes, and I got to number one. And mm. that's how I did it, conferences. Yep. 
I totally agree. There's nothing like going to an in-person conference and meeting people and, you know, shaking hands and, I don't know, bumping elbows or whatever we're supposed to be doing these days. And But just, just learning from everybody and, and making friends and, you know, yeah, contacts and things like that. It's super important to be to be out there. You can't really do the same. You just can't do it as well online, unfortunately. It's sort of one thing that humans crave is human contact. And, yeah, that's... Now, um, we've got a saying at, at Retail Global too, business is not business. Business is personal to us. Business is very personal to us. And you know what? It's really the core of everything. It's about relationships. It's mm-hmm. about connecting with people, about listening and finding and sharing. So that's what yeah. we do. Love That's to see, you know, love to see everyone up there. Me too. So everybody who's listening, get your tickets today. Get onto retailglobal.com and buy your ticket for dot com that, dot au. Dot, dot, dot au. I do but there's a link on the dot com. Yeah, so. Fantastic. And um, really looking forward to networking and seeing you there. And can't wait to see you up there too, Phil. Thanks, mate. Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much for jumping on. Let's. Uh, I'll talk to you in ten short days. See you up there. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.